Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I know a lot of you guys got your ADHD diagnoses like later in life, but if you can think back to childhood and experiences that you had that maybe you connect now to having ADHD, how do you think having ADHD may have impacted your development of BPD or think that it's maybe related in some way? I think there were a lot of things where I, a lot of times where I felt like it was harder for me than other kids to do what we were supposed to be doing. I've, I've always felt like I've been controlled by what I call creative demons, where whatever they want me to be working on is what I have to do. I can't do anything else than that. So a lot of the times it's drawing or thinking about making something and I mean, now I can see that's kind of tied back to the ADHD, but that I found was sort of used in an invalidating way because people would say things like, well, you're very clearly able to focus on your art, so you don't have a focusing issue. You just don't want to focus on other things. And I go back now and I read what my fourth grade teacher wrote, and it's very obvious. It's like textbook ADHD but for whatever reason, I think at the time, you know, people did not really think about it as dysregulated attention. They just thought about it as a complete inability to pay attention to anything ever. So if you ever showed signs of being able to focus on something, it wasn't your problem. And so I think that invalidation absolutely played a role in developing BPD because I felt like there was something different and something wrong with me. But no one was really pointing it out in a way that helped me develop skills to deal with it. And so, it you know, it wasn't really overt, horrible, mean things. It was just everyone else was able, seemed to be able to do things and was not, a, they weren't able to reach out to me and help me in a way that actually would work. And I think that kind of led to a lot of the maladaptive coping that became BPD later. That sounds very similar to what how you talk about B, your BPD diagnosis too. It's like, if people don't think that you're always in crisis, then you must not have BPD, right? Like, it's a similar idea if I think just like stereotyping mental health, right? And what it should look like. And if it doesn't look like in this extreme way, then there's nothing to work on. Whereas like yeah. we actually all as human beings have shit to work on and we're not perfect in every way. And even that word inattention, I, I don't, I don't identify with that. For me, it's hyper attention. I feel like I'm trying to pay attention to too many things at once. And my brain is like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. This could be interesting. What about mm -hmm. this other interesting thing? <laughs> Rather than mm -hmm. 
not paying attention. Um, and similarly, I mean, I, I'm like Zanny, so I have also the hyperactive side of things. So then I also, you know, always want to do new things and, oh, what's this new shiny thing that we could do? And, oh, oh, and what about this? And, and then there is the extreme, right? We haven't talked about the hyper focused side. And I feel like BPD overlaps with that. And from, for me, from an, like an emotional side, like the ADHD will be like hyper-focused and then the BPD will be like on shame today, <laughs> you know, something like that. So I feel like they overlap there as well. But yeah, it's like this constant roller coaster of like either I'm trying to pay attention to everything at once and I can't seem to pay attention, yeah. attention to anything at all, or I'm hyper-focused, zoned onto one thing and literally the world could end. Like I once wrote for seven hours straight didn't do anything. I was in a hotel room by myself. I was solo traveling in Luxembourg and I, at two in the morning, I'm like, oh my God, I'm still right. It's two, it's two in the morning. What? What happened? <laughs> yeah. I think going back to your, your question, Alex, I think for me, I, I always tell this story in my, in my skills group to my clients of when I was, uh, I think eight or nine, I went to a summer camp and my whole hyper focus at that time was the Spice Girls, everything about the Spice Girls. And so I wanted to be a Spice Girl and everyone in my camp group or whatever was going to be a Spice Girl with me. Um, and the kids, the other kids were just like, who is this kid? Like, I'm not into this. I don't really want to do the Spice Girl thing. Um, and, you know, looking back on that, I always think about the DBT thing. We talk about like being a tulip in a rose garden where I was just always kind of like a bit of a different kid. And, you know, there, was always, there are always going to be people I don't really mesh with or fit in with, and that's okay. But at the time, I really interpreted that as like, gosh, I'm weird. Other kids don't like me. Like, you know, I'm just not going to fit in, which is just fodder for BPD, for sure. I was just always so enthusiastic about so many different things. And so I, I was doing like all these different activities and sports. And at home, my mom would like, m like help us to make like a little newspaper. And then I had a cutout of like a TV and I would like do the news and the weather every day. And, you know, I was just like that. So like just doing and, and being, and, um, I loved being on stage and I did dancing as a kid and stuff like that. And so a lot of my peers, all of my peers really, um, started saying things like, you know, too loud, too much, you, you know, who does she think she is and all this kind of stuff. And I was completely excluded and ostracized, like from my peer group. Um, and that was really hard because I definitely took it to mean like, okay, I'm too much, which means I'm not good enough. And therefore from this point forwards, I need to mask I need to look at how other people are behaving around me and try and be like them so that I can fit in and I can have friends and I can be you know normal quote unquote um, and that became my mission and I did that for 20 years and I do think back to Alex's question that you know there's definitely a connection there with the BPD you know it, for sure because when you're trying so hard not to be yourself. And you have, in the end, like when I had my BPD diagnosis, at that point, I had no idea who I was. What music do I like? What food do I want? I had no idea. I had so many different masks. It's, so from my side, my, my feelings of abandonment and neglect was so strong from an early age that actually desire for attention 
and the focus on me meant that I switched and jumped and moved between various things just to try and be a people pleaser. So I wouldn't necessarily focus on my own interests and what was good for me. I would desire to sort of please others and would jump into various things. I would, you know, scoop up and vacuum up as much culture, as much interest as possible so that I could be involved in conversations, in, you know, sort of parts of people's processes and part of people's thoughts. You know, I was a complete contradiction of, you know, being a rugby player, but also doing ballet lessons and doing dance and musical theatre and stuff like this, which, you know, sort of meant that I got <laughs> picked on by quite a few of those groups, but it meant that actually I got attention from people. So it was sort of that desire. And what it laid on to later life is sort of just this, um, what would be called an info freako. I'm just constantly f vacuuming up a tent, a feet focus and information and stuff like that, because I think it looks better on me that I have this knowledge of many things as possible um, to, so that I can be involved in conversations, so that I can discuss with people, so that I can sort of be part of people's lives and just sort of, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird mix of that desire of jumping around various things just to gain that attention. Yeah. I think a lot of us overcompensate in certain ways. Like I've totally become a perfectionist because I think my whole childhood, it was like, you're not doing this right. You're not, you know, it's like, like, I think I've just overcompensated so much for them. Maybe that's why I ended up in a PhD program. I wanted to prove something to people. I don't know if that's necessarily the truth. I love what I do, but it could be a part of it. Like just con like pushing myself really hard because I want to, like, I don't want to feel like that child who was always like the one in class who didn't understand things. This question about, about like ADHD and BPD roots and overlap. And I struggle, I struggle with this a lot because A, like, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I kind of forget a ton. I don't like really remember how I used to feel. Um, but I've, I also like the abandonment stuff was also there from like a really young age for me and the people pleasing was there from a really young age and that transcends to like my insecure attachment styles now and how I am in relationship now like I don't prioritize my needs it's always prioritizing other people's needs because I don't want them to leave me right and I don't associate with like I feel like a lot of people with ADHD kind of associate with like having a lot of energy acquiring a lot of knowledge like thinking really quickly kind of moving faster than everybody else and like I was always slower like my brain just moves slower I take information in slower I process things slowly my output is slow if I'm expressing myself it's usually slow and it takes a lot of effort and that always made me feel kind of inferior like I I've always felt that my like intelligence was different from the people around me and not like less or more but just different and that I was more like emotionally intelligent or just like attuned to the world in different ways but that always like you know when all of my peers were just like getting assignments done and doing things like doing things being in activities like just being really active I was like always very inactive and very slow I just, I always felt too slow for society. I have always felt like it's one extreme or the other. I never feel like I'm moving at the same pace of other people. It's either that I'm moving much more slowly or I'm moving so fast that I don't understand why other people can't keep up. The other thing I wanted to bring up, and I don't know if anyone else um, feels this way, but for me, like through school and also even now, I use anxiety to get stuff done. 
And sometimes it's good because I actually end up getting stuff done. But sometimes obviously it has a, like a, you know, knock on impact because then I'm in like that spiral of, oh my God, I need to do this thing. Otherwise it's the end of the world when actually no one is waiting for this thing. I just made it up this story in my head. Um, and similarly at school, like I need to sit down. I can't, you know, I need to mold myself into what the world wants me to be. And yeah, using a lot of anxiety, like self-driven anxiety kind of talk to get there. I think that's where the BPD counteracts quite nicely for me, because if I do feel like deadlines and stuff, I, it's my personal shame or my guilt or sort of not wanting to look bad to the world that will try and, and also what I was saying about responsibility, you know, I, I'll t I want to take on responsibility because I think that's the way to try and get the best out of the both worlds, maybe at times with, you know, sort of deadlines and things. So I think sometimes the, the BPD can counteract it quite nicely.